Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, a.k.a. Hardball Harge, Jonas Clark producing the stands for the one and twos. And this first segment of the second hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Keep in mind, Stephen Reese can find the cheapest rate out there for you for auto, life, home, or renter's insurance. That's because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, all right. So uh, if you're joining in, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about, of course, putting a bow on week three, um, kind of talked about Tampa Bay, um, you know, looking at going to work out Richard Sherman. Harge brought up a good point about Tlaib, but I think Tlaib is, I think Tlaib's done. I mean, I think Tlaib's tired of hitting. He's just chilling like, man, I can go get six figures doing that for sure. I ain't got to tote no heat nowhere. <laughs> Okay, you know, you have to leave about that life, man. Trust me. Oh, trust me. Man, I know. Man, you know, there's a few guys in the league that say that, but no, Tlaib's really about that. But anyway. Oh, he's from Dallas, bro. You know what's yeah, up. Yeah. That's your boy about <laughs> old Cliff over there. That's old Cliff over there. You know. Um, also, man, before we transition to college, too, um, Tom Brady does his weekly thing on the Wii, and Tom said, hey, I don't have time to reminisce for the, about the last 20 years before coming back home in this match, especially coming off a loss. That's Bill Belichick's speak, man. Where do you think he learned that from? That's Bill's speak. Because Bill yesterday said almost the same thing in regards like, hey, you know, I've always, we've already stated it. We released a statement, how much we permit, you know, Tom, how much we appreciate Tom, this and that, yada, yada. He doesn't want to talk about it too much. Look, the one thing I'm calling bull crap, I kind of brought up toward the end of the show yesterday, I'm calling bull crap on Bill when he sits there and says, I didn't want him to leave. We wanted him to stay. That's not true. Anybody that Bills wanted to stay on there, they've stayed. The guys that he's wanted gone, Tyler, uh, Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law. The only guy that got to stay, Richard probably, Seymour. Richard Seymour. Richard the, Seymour. The only guy that's got, I've said this before, the only guy that got to stay past their welcome because he was just, he just liked them that much, and that was Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis is the only guy in this 20-year run that I can think of that comes across my mind that really got to stay past his Bill's welcome. They're going to blow this game out with the coverage during the week. This is the Sunday night game. Uh, you know, they got a Dale already with the promo. She didn't cut, they didn't cut her a check just to, just to be a part of this. Uh, tickets are going for high mark. And let me tell you something. I think the performance of the Patriots – and they've kind of disappointed me through the first quarter. We're early. We're about to complete the first quarter of the season with the efforts on defense, and their offensive line is getting beat up. That's kind of unheard of in New England. But I will tell you, this is the difference, I think, of missing Tom Brady for New England in a game like they had last week against the Saints. 
when you have that next opponent, what it used to be the Colts on the other hand or Peyton Manning waiting for you in two weeks or whoever it might be, Tom was the guy that could deliver and stick with the message that, that Bill has to keep everybody in the moment. I think this is the first time that I could see one of the things that jumped out at me with Tom not being there. That looked like a team that was already looking toward this week's game. So we've got all week to talk about that game and break that game. But transitioning to college, Harge, um, before you tell me some games that you wanted to bring on that we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday, let me give you what right now that I have the top five and college, no particular order. Okay, but the top five colleges, in my opinion, through four weeks or through week five or four, whatever you want to college, is going to be Georgia. This is no particular order. Georgia, Alabama, Iowa, Oregon. And I had a hard time between, for my first five top five out there, I had a hard time between UCLA and Arkansas, but I'm going to give the edge. You could argue maybe Arkansas's resume may be a little bit better, but I'm going to give UCLA the edge for right now. So those are my five teams that I've got. I've got Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Oregon, UCLA. These are my neutral field. I'll meet you at a neutral site. And I could probably beat you or most other teams at a neutral site, not even that. And those are those times. I got to see a little bit more from Penn State. I'm not there. You know, I love, you know, I love Franklin. But I think for right now, that's what I have it. Well, I would put Arkansas there, not just because they beat Texas, but because of the resume of okay. what you said. I love the fact of what UCLA has done because, as you know, my cousin played free safety there for mm -hmm. a long time. And uh, I followed the Bruins, Chip Kelly. There's a kid from Hutto, Texas, Chase hmm. Griffin, that's on that team. Okay. He's the backup quarterback. So I've, I've, I've followed them. Okay. I do like Iowa. I do like Oregon. I do like Georgia. And I, obviously, I do like Alabama for mm. what they've been doing. But another team to pay attention to, two of them, okay. I would say Ole Miss. That's yes. going to be I'm, I'm worried about week. that game. Yes. That'll, yeah, that'll be settled this week. And then Cincinnati Bearcats. That's another great game I that's going to happen them. this week. And they got an older team. They got a veteran quarterback. Uh, Luke Fickle's getting a lot of buzz for his potential to go out west. Yes. But uh, he's a Midwest guy. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously, is going to be in the Big 12 versus Pac-12, all that other stuff. I just think that he is another one of those coaches that every week it seems like his football teams, no matter what the situation, they find a way to fight back. But if, I really like Arkansas. Okay, if he stays there, Harge, is, is Cincinnati – a team that you think in the next two or three years could be that staple team in the Big 12? Yeah, if, if he stays I, I there. I do believe that. I, I do believe so. Okay. I mean, I think this is a talented team, and obviously we talk in football, but Cincinnati brings a lot with basketball. Cincinnati right, yeah. brings a lot with baseball, too. And a lot of people don't pay attention to those types of things. But me covering the Big 12 for as long as I have – I, I sit and I follow the trends and how everything is. And hmm. I think this would be a team that people, I mean, obviously if Texas was staying in the big 12, it would be definitely a team I would want to see Texas playing. 
and Oklahoma playing in Cincinnati. Right. I, I agree with that. So you kind of agree with my type five for the exception of org or UCLA, you would have Arkansas in there Arkansas instead of UCLA. In there. And yeah. I do and I do like what you said about Cincinnati. Who do they got this week? Cincinnati, do you They're know? They're playing Notre Dame. No. Ooh. It's the Notre Dame game. Yeah. And, and and where is this one at? Is this at South Bend? I think this one or neutral. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think this is South Bend. Okay. Wow. That yeah, I definitely gotta check that one out. Look at the take a gander with yeah. the desert looking at that one. Um yeah. Well, <laughs> what the yeah, yeah, what the desert's that, telling right? me about that one, if that one could make the list. And Arkansas, weekend. Arkansas and Georgia play this weekend. So that'll settle a lot of the, the information that everyone's out there looking at, trying to figure it all out. But, I, you know, you talk about the teams that you look at at the top. Right. One of the teams that I look at at the bottom right now, and I thought we got fool's goal, and we're starting to see that a little bit more. And I hate throwing this on my boy. But Mac Brown in North Carolina is not oh. even close to being a team that, you know, they had high hopes. They had, You're you right. know, they were thinking about going to the championship. They were going to be one of those playoff teams. I talked them up too. They can't get out their own way. They yeah. can't get out of their own way. They lost two key running backs to their team last year. Mm-hmm. They lost some mm-hmm. talent, and I and and again, I brought your absolute good assessment, Arch, because, you know, this just goes back to where. They lost two key running backs. He just got to the success. But look what that did to them coming this season. It's like you got to reload. It's like, Dad, we taking a drop off. Same thing I told you yesterday about Clemson. I'm going to find a lot about Debo and really how good that Clemson foundation is over the next few few years because he's got to reload. That's why that guy that they had on the Manning show last night in Saban, he's just – he's not human. I don't know if he's part – Yeah. 73 players in the NFL. Yeah. That's, like that's, that, that, I mean, but seriously though, think about that. Yeah. Take a step back, and I know you got the the crimson all over your no, face but, right now. No, but no, but that number is so ridiculous. It is that if I'm a college kid or I'm a parent, and I'm looking at my kid's opportunity, and I say, you know, obviously the education is the most part. I'm always stressing that. I'm always being an advocate for student athletes, making sure that they're doing what they need to do in the classroom because everybody can't make it. Right. But 73? Man, it's crazy. And it's And, and it's unfair um, because I, I really just think yeah, we can move on from him, but I just think with Alabama, this is a guy who had been around football a lot previously getting this job. And honestly, he from his time at LSU, uh, because I tell everybody this, the thing he impressed me more about LSU is because I didn't even pay attention to that program that much, but I knew exactly how bad LSU's graduation rate was before he got there. And Nick improved that. He don't get enough credit for that. And Alabama gets got a kids get there. But the thing, this is a guy who spent a lot of time in football, knew what he wanted, and this was like a 15 to 10 to 15-year plan he had for Alabama. And he knew the steps that he wanted to take. And he knew how he was going to handle recruiting. And he knew if you took care of this, then it sells itself. It recruits itself. And we're saying that there's no other athletic director that can hold any coach to these type of standards. And I think that's what they need to realize before they give these big buyouts. But, yeah, that's a, that's an astonishing number. And they still stay up there. That's the crazy thing. They still stay up right. there. That's why when there's you see – There's happen this year. Right, this year, right. This year. Exactly. That's yeah. why when you bring up a Mac Brown, two running backs that change their whole program. From, I mean, just from – their competitiveness from one year to the other. 
Debo yep. has gone from Deshaun Watson to Sunshine, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence. Not taking anything to this kid. You lose some running backs. He's had, you know, Clemson before Alabama jumped on the scene as wide receiver U. Clemson was wide receiver U there for a while. Hopkins, oh, yeah. Watkins, oh, yeah. all these guys. So it's credit that. But you know what? I think Mac's going to get a little bit of pass hard this year. You won't hear him in the media. If they really go, I don't think people will be like, oh, well, here comes Mac again. I think now if it if he doesn't approve, let's say next year, it doesn't show like, okay, he's got these recruits. That was the thing, but that's a heck of a accomplishment. That's, that's a heck of an eye for you. Even though I know that's that's some of that burnt orange thinking out like yeah man y'all took that that was Mac you see what I'm saying yeah, uh, yeah. I got you because you heard yeah. all that Carolina talk like hey Max over there got Carolina top ten and where Texas I see I see you working hard but that was a good take though but yeah man I mean that's where any college games that stood out to you this Saturday we didn't get a chance to touch on Harge? yeah no, this past Saturday I wanted to talk a little bit more about that little Casey Thompson situation okay. at the University of Texas out of his last twenty six possessions Texas has scored 23 times let's let, I want to come back well, let's come back to that touchdown. when we get back here let's yeah. do more to that we'll get to Mike's phone call as well you listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios we'll be back All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Zing Zane. Uh, yeah, excuse me, Hazel Scott. No, this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zane. Got that confused. My bad. So today's show has been presented by Hazel Scott, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Keep in mind, they have their new ready-to-ready uh, alcohol pre-made drinks out there, different flavors such as margarita, bourbon, michelada, you know, as well, too. You can get them at any of your local liquor stores, or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so uh, before we get to Mike's phone call, yeah, you wanted to dive into more. You had a Texas take. Uh, yeah, hard real look quick. Some of that um, you got. So going back to the Colorado Alamo Bowl, okay. when Texas took on Colorado, he came in in the second half. Casey Thompson has led the Texas Longhorns on 26 drives. Of those 26 drives, he has had 23 scoring drives. Two of them ended in an interception, and the other one ended in the clock running out. So every time Texas has not punted in two games since he has started the games. Texas has not punted. Wow, what's heck of a stat? Yeah, and so what? What? But this is going to be the biggest test for him and the Texas Longhorns. The they take on TCU this weekend. Who's going to be mad because they lost to SMU last weekend? But over the last nine games, TCU has won seven of those games. So Gary Patterson has continued to dominate when it comes to Texas, and that's why so many people are, are, are questioning Texas's move to the SEC. Obviously, the Arkansas game, they were really questioning it. By the way, Texas A&M got bigger problems because not only the quarterback position – but some other positions on Texas A&M. So Texas A&M, Aggie fans, don't worry about what's going on in Austin. Y'all need to worry about what's going on with Jimbo because y'all didn't give him a plaque 
already. I hear that. Black is looking at you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't totally put it on there, Jimbo. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. That's fair. That's fair. So so coming up this week, there's going to be a lot of challenges for both teams and across the country. This is one of those weekends where peak games start to really, really mm-hmm. pick up. So I'm excited for football games this weekend. Yes, sir. 736-976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mikey on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Yeah, man, um, I want to go back to the NFL and to this game that's going to be played on Sunday night with the Patriots and uh, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, as watching Bill Belichick in the game uh, this, this past week, Bel- Belichick looks like he's very frustrated uh, at the situation right now at quarterback. And um, and, I, and I don't like what I see. Uh, Mac Jones, I, I think he's going to be another Alabama quarterback that's going to turn up to be empty-handed when it's all said and done, just like Jalen Hurts. If you can't see that, he, he's no good. You, you never will see it last night. And then Tua, we already know what he's done in Miami, and that's nothing – so I think that he'll uh, that Jones will just uh, join the list of Alabama quarterbacks that failed at the NFL. But I want to say this about Belichick: I think that if if the season doesn't go according to plan uh, and they don't make it to the playoffs, I think this might be Belichick's last year, and I think Josh McDaniels might be taking over because he's been waiting around for a coaching job and he's passed up on numerous offers. I think this might be Belichick's last year in New England if they don't have a winning season. And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Michael, this is what I'll say to response to that. Your second half of that take, that's a, that's an opinion. Um, that's interesting. I don't see him leaving um, just because, you know, two bad seasons or leaving season. I don't. I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, you can tell he loves football. You, even though he, you know, going to a media, talk to the media is like going through a root canal for him. But that doesn't mean he love it. That's one. Now, the first half of your take, that sounds, and no disrespect, Mike, man, but that sounds like AC, that sounds like uh, – that sounds like my girl's take for most people that don't really like it. And then let me explain that to you. And I give her a hard time about that. I'm like, hey, you're not going to continue. We've been in a long relationship. Like, man, you got to learn from me somehow. Like, you can't be going and have these opinions. Like, this is what I've done. You got to learn from me somehow. Like, am I going to sit there? If I want to know about loans, about mortgages, I'm not going to talk to you. Listen to me. Learn. And I'm going to tell you this, Mike. First of all, if you watch that Patriots game, okay, Mac Jones, go look at the number drop balls from his receivers keep in mind he's not throwing to too many more receivers better receivers than tom was his last year who the last scene that we saw tom brady in a uniform was a pick six in the tennessee team going the other way okay look you go to tour you got and jalen hurts last night and this is no disrespect to mike but this is the this is when i know that people don't really can watch everything and they just because the first thing that people want to blame bad quarterback play or a team terrible is the quarterback sucks when there's other things in, involved mike i've just i've come in here for two days already i told you the offensive line is getting their ass kicked in new england that has a lot to do with it i didn't bring up the receivers i didn't do that Mac Jones is going to be, as long as Josh McDaniels and that tandem there, Mac Jones is going to improve. He is going to be a good quarterback. I still think he landed in the right situation out of all of them. He's the only guy that's got to win. The This big class that I talked up, everybody talked up, I told you yesterday, they're 1-5 as starters. And the only one that has that win is Mac Jones. And he's the guy that's probably going to end up with more wins than the rest of them. We're not going to probably see – trade this, uh, you know, Lance this year, other than they get these goal line positions, you know. 
But the, you just can't sit there and say, oh, Jalen Hurts. What Jalen Hurts, the offensive line injuries, you, people are so quick to go back. Play oh, calling for Jalen Hurts was awful. There you go. That's night. another element to it, Harge. That's another element. Yeah. We we talk about yeah. the play. It's not just, oh, I'm looking at this, and this looked like another Alabama quarterback situation. They just suck, and Bill going to take his ball go home. All right, Mike. All right. Well, well, here's I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little bit of uh, respect to Mac Jones in this sense. He was not brought there to be the starter right now, anyway. That's a I good think way what to look really at happened was the fact of Cam not being able to take off or having another place for him to sit back and learn a little bit. If if the stories are true, and I truly don't believe that, but he wasn't teaching Cam the playbook. I think they were all trying to learn what Josh McDaniels was trying to get across to them. So in all fairness, I don't think Mac Jones should have been playing right now. It's, it, you know, that's a good point. Uh, you know, that's a good point, Harts, because a lot, this is that topic. It goes back to where we've gotten away from like, well, hell, if all of them five went in the first round, they just need to be starting, need to be playing. Each case is a case-by-case basis. Sometimes, like I said, Patrick Mahomes set his first whole year. He set most of the yep. time behind Alex Smith. That was a different situation. Alex Smith had Kansas City playing good. You know? And what's the but, name? Yeah. And, and you look at what happened with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how long did he sit? Exactly. He sat behind Brett Favre. Right. Now he's one of the most elite quarterbacks in the league. And I think, and I'm not saying this is kind of where this stems from where, you know, Mike was coming from which I totally disagree, and I, and I see on Facebook Live, which, uh, you know, Claudia and Carl Polk basically has a good point when he's saying that, you know, it's crazy that everybody wants to blame the quarterbacks for the most team with the most ultimate team sport in the, in the in paraphrase them in the planet, which is true. Sometimes it's warranted, but I think, and also, and that's also the side effect and I'm not saying this is where Mike's coming from, but this is also the side effect of how fantasy football has, has, has hurt real football and her guys. Cause we live in a fantasy world. Like, man, if they ain't give me 200 points, a hundred points, 50 points, they suck. No man. Mac Jones got only one win out of the five. He landed in the best situation. You know, I'm assuming a guy like Mike willing to give up on Zach Wilson already. Oh, I'm sorry. I was say because if that's the case, Zach yeah, Wilson gonna yeah, be somebody you're yeah. done with. Already. But 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 I'm sorry. Zach Wilson <laughs> has a first year head coach, which is defense, by the way, and a first year offensive coordinator. I'm sorry. Oh, and by the way, the last two games he went against two of the best defensive minds in the NFL, and Bill Belichick and Vic Vangio. I'm sorry. But let's dump on Zach, too, and say, oh, he sucks. He's not going to be in. That coach is going to regret that he was a defensive coordinator and go back to San Fran, according to Mike. All right, man, just be careful, man. Some days y'all call it. I let it slide. Some days y'all catch me when I'm be like, I'm not going to let that go. I'm not going to let that go. And I'm going to order the next batter to get hit. You cut like see because it's been going on here with the Facebook Live, the cute one for my life of Pablo. Oh, we all know Denver's the last old thing. All that. See, I never know what you. Somebody says like that, the next batter up is going to get a heater. You know, and that happened to be Mike. <laughs> so that happened to be Mike when you come in with that foolishness. So, so that's like, oh yeah, get not stop it now. Um, <laughs> but no, that's a good, that's a hell of a stat about your man in Texas about the about punts and yeah. everything. So, are we yeah. done with this? Is the quarterback situation been decided in Texas? Is that what I'm hearing out of Austin? Well, we would hope so in the reality eyes, but you never know because you know as well as I do, the eyes of Texas are always <laughs> upon you. <laughs> so there may be some craziness, Who's but from what we heard in the press conference, 
Right. Casey Thompson will be starting this week against He's, TCU. And, and who they got again this weekend? <laughs> TCU. TCU. The Horn Frog. Okay, the Horn Frog. Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Well, it's the M.I. Cricket Letter. Ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater because I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again. Talking at spin corners like I was a curve. I struck a nerve. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Um, all right, so... Moving to the NBA a little bit in regards to the hot topic now with Kyrie Irving and his stance, of course, with Wiggins and the vaccination situation. And because this is a hot button topic in our country uh, for politicized reasons, life reasons, whatever, CNN and Don Lemon, they're going to go to the athletes and they're going to go to the type of athletes that they know that's been activists to fight for causes and beliefs of what they believe. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on Don Lemon last night and he was asked about the vaccination situation with the NBA players. And this is kind of what Kareem had to say. Uh, I think they should be disciplined. Uh, I don't think that they are uh, behaving like good teammates or, or good citizens. Um, this is a war that we're involved in, and masks and uh, vaccines, they are the weapons that we use to, to fight this war. And uh, when you're not going to be cooperative with that, uh, you're working against the effort to make everybody safe. And, uh, you know, we, we can't have that. That, that, that. that doesn't work for everybody. A um, little bit too harsh for me. And aggressive. Y'all know how I feel about this subject. It's hard. I see both sides, but again, to me, um, you know, being aware of society and being 44 years old and, and not just being aware of just the sports world, but outside the sports world, and this is the only country I've lived in, the only state I've lived in. It's just the thing to me, it still continues. It's like, like people, not really attacking Kareem, but other people like this, like they are really acting like this is a surprise and a shock that people in this country of all races, all colors, both genders, all genders have been skeptical and anti or scared vaccinated, being vaccinated. This has been like this. And I just think that it's a reaction in these teams and these everything you're trying to do, because as Kareem says, yeah, this is a war. Yeah. A war that we still don't really know all our enemy yet. In my opinion, depending on what's out there in regards to, well, if you get the vaccine, this and that. And another thing is, is like, in my opinion to that, I would tell Kareem, I said, well, yeah, well, also my opinion is besides non-vaccinated is the lift in the, in the buy down to these people and these radicals about rights in my country, freedom rights about quickly to lift mass mandates. That's how I feel. But that ain't being, that ain't being charged like the non-vaccinated people. So I do stand corrected because I thought I watched this live and I thought, you know, there's some headlines running with it, but I thought he said that they should be removed for the team. But Don Lemon asked him again. He said, no, they should be fine and disciplined. Uh, and that's the case. But it brings it full circle to Kyrie Irving. 
And it brings it full circle to where we're going to have some guys for whatever reason. I mean, Wiggins hard. Wiggins was asked a question by a reporter the other day, said, hey, do you understand basically that this could hurt you financially on how much money you could lose? And Wiggins says, that sounds like my problem, not yours. It's a personal thing. But right. it's it's going to get to the point because due to the fact that Kyrie has a – his employer is the Brooklyn Nets and they have the Barclays Center, which has basically – has other events from concerts to everything is they had the rule to sit there and say, hey, come in this building, you got to get vaccinated. The fact that he's willing to sit – a risk to sit 41 games or not do that. Um, I just thought point. that was a little aggressive. That's the point right there. That's uh-huh. the point right there. I uh-huh. mean, there's there's places that are stating that you can't do something, right? And then you mm-hmm. have the right to not go to those places. So right. whatever your choice is, whether you want to be vaxxed or not vaxxed, but that's the point that I think Kareem is trying to make. If the league is trying to make everything safe, and they're making it to where people can't come into the facility, you sh- as a player – how are you putting everybody else at risk, right? So that is how they're looking at this. Whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, if I got to come to work every day and my employer states in order for you to work, because you got to think this is affecting the people that work for the stadium as far as those that are getting paid and not getting paid. This happens to do with everybody that works in the front office. This has everything to do with the staff members. And if everyone else is falling in line with this, good or bad, falling in line because you have the right to be employed wherever you want to. So therefore, what is going to be, because you asked the question earlier, what is the trade? Is there going to be a trade if Kevin Durant says, all right, man, I can't deal with this, trade him Mm -hmm. off. Where's the value of Kyrie if they try to trade him to a team that says you got to be vaccinated to come here? Well, definitely. Good question, Ars. I think it limits the trade partners you could have because not every NBA team is going to have this type of rule in place that you have to, if you're going to come in this building or you're going to play with us, you have to be vaccinated. So, of course, there's some other teams that's going to adopt it. But if he becomes such a distraction or you got to worry about is this guy going to be available for 41 home games, you got to find some team to go to. Because I do understand right. that side of it. I mean, I'm not trying to stick right. up for Kyrie Irving. I mean, I've, I've been critical. No, no, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I've been critical. I, I just feel that it's one of those that look. And again, for the whole take about, well, you have a choice to work here. This is your employer. They tell you what to do. In my lifetime, I've seen controversial and private companies, public companies that have certain type of laws and rules that that American citizens get behind or government gets behind and go fight. Say, yeah, that's a little bit unconstitutional. You can't do that. Yeah, we talked I, I've about seen it the other we side of about it. the no, uh, abortion law. We right, were just right, talking right. about it last week. So, so I've seen this the other week, side so. of it. But I'm just yeah. telling you the thing that continues to the, the I get it, but the thing that continues to just baffle me, and I don't know if it's just because of where the place we've been at as a society in this country, just arguing divided on everything for the last four to eight years. I just feel like it's crazy to me. Like everybody found out that yo man, there, there's no Santa. Like, dude, there's people that don't like putting certain things that are in that vac- in their body. Why is this a big shock? Why? Because it's been politicized and because of the media. It's just fair. everybody's shocked. Like, what? Fair. You don't take this vaccine? How dare you? What's wrong with you? 
Where the hell have you been for the last like 50, 100 years when it comes to vaccines? From the flu to whatever. That's my home. That's my only thing with it. 736-9760. You listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. All right, today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Make sure you go to their website at hazelskyonline.com. All right, and this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. What can you tell us about Cover 3, Harge? Cover three, four locations throughout the Austin area, one in San Antonio, 1604 Hebner. Go to cover-3.com and check out the latest information. They got a lot going on. Got a golf tournament that's happening here in the next month for partnerships for children. Got a lot of things happening on Monday Night Football. Just make sure you stop by your local cover three. And tell them Harbaugh, Harge, and Calvin Casey sent you. Yes, sir. Cover three, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. But it's going to be an NBA deal. I mean, because again, you're dealing with guaranteed contracts. It's this and that. And eventually, it'll take LeBron to pick up the phone. Like, hey, man, Kyrie, come on. You know, eventually, like if he's if that if what you're hearing that he's fully vaccinated, LeBron, then we'll see how the chips fall with everybody else. I just knew Wiggins was going to be the guy to jump in the pool, but I knew Wiggins wasn't going to be that, that you know, that particular guy. So you've got that going on, which I think is the biggest story in the NBA as we get ready. And 1B is the Ben Simmons situation, who basically now come out and say, it's not only do I want to not be here, I don't want to play against with this guy anymore well, in Embiid. Yeah. And I don't yeah. blame him a little bit for that because Embiid has been – He's been kind of – Bede ain't worried about being politically correct when you asked him about what he thinks about Ben Simmons. I mean, he pretty much threw – when they got eliminated against the Hawks, raw motion that was running through da, uh, through Doc is the same raw motion that was running through um, MB because he threw yep. Ben Simmons out of the bus, off the bus. Talking about layups. Remember when Ben couldn't even make that layup because he was thinking about, I don't want to get fouled. Don't foul me because I ain't going to make this free throw. He missed that wide open layup. And and B let America know, yeah, I saw that too. So I don't blame, I I can't, hey. He was standing underneath a goal where he could have dumped it with two hands. I feel you, bro. I feel you, man. So, t- like I said, there was no lies told in that particular situation. Can you win a championship with Ben Simmons? And up to this point, you have not. That question could be with Dame Lillard. That question could be with anybody. That's true. That plays that position because only one team wins at the end of it all. Yeah. That's true. So there was no lie that was told. We need to get out of our feelings when it comes to things like this and understand, man, what are you doing today to get better so you can be that championship point guard? That's a good point. And another thing, NBA, Jonas, did we learn anything uh, <laughs> from the Spurs media? I mean, this is the last shortest segment. I left it here for a reason because I knew. I was like, probably didn't. So, Did we learn anything, Jonas, from Spurs media day yesterday? <laughs> 
Well, just that they're really gelling on and off the court. You know, there was videos going around on social media the other day about them partying up in Austin together. Okay, um, didn't know that. Out. They've played over at UTSA. They've played some court ball against um, the UTSA basketball players over there. And hmm. um, you know, th- there's a sense of shared leadership here now. And, okay. you know, it, when you, all of us, I think, in the city are kind of expecting more out of Keldon because – you know he got the he got the nod to go and join the Olympic team. He did get an, an all rookie or an all, all um yeah he got an all rookie kind of nod not okay. not an all rookie but the All Star game the Futures right, game right. right and so he so he was there and um when when asked about the expectations Lonnie said the other day you know we just expect Kelvin to be Kelvin you know good lots of good good really good really good potentially great stuff but at the end of the day we just need him to continue to do what it is he's done. DeJounte um, seems to be kind of a little bit, in my opinion, shirking some of the responsibility of, of being the veteran on the team. Um, you know, he, he said that it, you know, there's the voices that there aren't, aren't there anymore. Like Rudy and, and Patty and DeMar is gone. And so it's, it's more of a shared thing. Okay. Yeah. You know? Well, if that's the theme that kind of scared because shared leadership to me, is the same thing as, like, we got two quarterbacks. What's the old saying? You got two, you don't got one. When you talk about shared leadership, to me, means, like, you really don't have one guy that wants to take that role and we ain't got a true leader. I'm not saying that's the case, but that's a red flag to me when I hear it with this shared thing around. Well, we just going to share it. Well, well, no, man, somebody got to step up to do something, but we'll see. I expect a lot out of Lonnie. I expect a Mm -hmm. lot out of Lonnie. I want to see Lonnie go to that next level because I've seen him play quite a few times being in Austin when he was with the Austin Spurs. Yeah. And uh, one one part of the game, he don't have any points, but by the end of it, he finished with 45. Yeah, I'm not giving giving up on Lonnie. Not giving up on him. I think he'll be all right. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks for producing the show. Jonas Clark, Mike Harge. Sam spinning the one and two, San Antonio Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, hit the snooze button before you're out the rack. Just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.